to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of CapShow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Alison Katzkowski from CU Fitness. I think I said your name right. You did. You did. <laughs> I was like really gearing myself up for that. And right. uh, yes, nailed it. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So welcome, Alison, yes. first of all. And then I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what you do, about your brand and what you do. Well, I call myself an innovative expert. I've been in the health and fitness space for close to almost 30 years, really. And I've been an entrepreneur for close to 25 of those years. Um, And during that time, I have reinvented myself every way since Sunday, where, you know, many entrepreneurs, we more or less have to embrace that whole concept and mindset that we can't keep doing the same thing. But really... Me in the last five years, is I feel like it's been the biggest pivot and shift in my business um, in terms of like what I'm offering now. So what I like to say is that I have two arms in my business. I like I still work with my private clients on helping them achieve their health and fitness goals. Um, that's pretty much been my bread and butter since day one. But really, over the last five or six years, I've been serving more entrepreneurs in the health and fitness and wellness space, particularly mm-hmm. in light of the pandemic. The pandemic has done to our industry. Okay, cool. And I'd love to know how you got started. So, um, yeah, let's, why don't you take us all the way back, you know, 25, okay. 30 years ago, um, and how you got started in entrepreneurship. Okay. In well, you know, it, it's funny that you asked me that because it really is a very interesting story. When I first went to school, my mindset on being a physical therapist, which the focus of that is to help people rehab from injuries, surgeries, or whatever, help, to help them overcome, you know, strength deficits, more or less. And as I went through that process and I was applying for the graduate programs, I kept getting waitlisted. And you, when you run up against a roadblock, you're always asking, okay, what can I do to make this more successful on the next go round? But for me, it pretty much was the same thing. Right. Started asking myself, maybe there's something else I'm meant to be doing. So short story is, is that I was advised to do something in a related field and then maybe come back and apply to PT school. Mm -hmm. And so I got into a pretty prestigious graduate program in exercise science, which is what I do now. And I absolutely fell in love with the whole thing. And everything started working out at that point. All these doors started opening for me. I started getting opportunities to do things that I never would have gotten otherwise. So the story I like to say is that it's the plan B that became a plan A. And I think that's, that is a big lesson, I think, for all of us, whether we're in health, fitness, wellness, business, whatever, that sometimes things don't work out the way we think. They just, they work out much better. Um, So fast forward a few years and I started working in corporate fitness and um, had every intention of going to work out West, out in the Colorado area, um, for work for a program that we had studied when I was a student. And when the time came close to making a decision, I just couldn't quite pull my pull my finger on the trigger to do it. You know, you just kind of feel something in your gut just isn't quite right. Yeah. And in the meantime, 
um, the job I was in was slowly starting to unravel because the management structure was starting to change. Um, there was a lot of personal drama in the people that I was working for in their lives. And I just thought, okay, it's now or never. I'm either going to go out, I can go out on my own and give this a shot and just see what happens. And I, the promise I made to myself was that I would do it. Education, I could go and get another job. Well, that was 25 years ago or so, and here I am today. So, so every year, I won't really say every year has gotten better because I think if we're honest as entrepreneurs, they're good years and they're not so good years. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of saying they're bad years because I don't necessarily believe that. I think some years are really good and some years probably not so good. But for me, it's just been a constant eye-opening journey of what else is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am 25 years later. So. Yeah. Wow. I cannot agree with you more about, you know, I firmly believe that whatever path that we are on for whatever reason mm-hmm. is the one that we're meant to be on at that time. Because yeah. you're right, like so many more options, things that you didn't even think yes. was impossible, you didn't even see, like you couldn't have even dreamed of start happening whenever you go down a different path. So yes. I think that's 100% right that, you know, I, I now am never, <laughs> I have very much learned to not be so stuck into this is, mm-hmm. you know, my plan is what I'm going to get to because I know yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> um, and how do we just enjoy that process, right? Well, and it's just, it's more about, it's what, it's like one of my mentors says, it's the biggest journey in, be, in knowing more of who you are is the journey of entrepreneurship. Mm. Find out things that, Maybe you wouldn't normally otherwise be doing. You suddenly find yourself doing it, but you find yourself saying, okay, what am I learning about myself? Because Mm -hmm. the more experiences and opportunities that we give ourselves, the more opportunities we have for growth. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I love that, 100%. Um, And do you remember, um, was there a particular moment in time? So obviously you've been on this journey for a while. Was there, do you remember a moment in time, um, a particular story where you felt like everything changed for you in terms of like whether you were like, okay, I can see this is going to become successful. This is going to become a thing. Like, you know, is, was there actually a moment that you could trace back to where it was like, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing? Well, there, there, are, a couple of, there are a couple of moments that come to mind for me. One is that for when, I was, when I was out on that first year. Mm. I mean, I just want to be clear. I did not have like a big pocket of cash that I was sitting on. I basically had a little bit in my savings account and, and, but my belief was like sky high. I just didn't think I could fail at anything. And what I found was, is the more I fed into that belief, the more opportunities kept dropping in front of me. Clients kept showing up. People kept saying, I have a referral for you. I have an opportunity for you that you might want to pursue. And I just kept following those little bits along the trail. You know, I didn't think about for one minute, and I'm being completely honest when I say this, I never thought for one minute, what if this doesn't work? I kept thinking, what if it does work? What if it does work and it does work out? What am I going to do? That was me the first year. And fast forward about four or five years later when I had an opportunity to really expand my business. And that's where I really, really felt like I was, I don't want to say I was being pulled in two different directions because that's when I really felt for one, like, oh my gosh, what if this doesn't work out? Because I felt like for one second there, I had bit off more than what I could chew, you know? And, um, but the more I just kept leaning into, this is what I meant to do. And the, you know, 
when, when we really believe that everything that falls in front of us, everything that's in front of us at the time is always an opportunity to reinforce that. So it's always a lesson in what can we learn? What is the lesson that we're taking away from this? And how can this make us better at what we do? And I kept asking myself those questions. Um, and then about five years ago, I had the opportunity to downsize because I was starting to feel like what I was doing really wasn't in alignment with where I really wanted to go. There were things I wanted to do, but I felt like I was really tied down with trying to take care of this big facility. And so, so that was probably a big importance of, okay, it's time to reinvent myself again, but I've been here before and, I'm, and this is what I do and I can keep going. So again, it's always that lesson of what if this does work and what's possible. Yeah. So, okay. So five years ago, you kind of um, had a bit of a, um, and you, you started basically a new business, right? A brand new business alongside. Mm-hmm. Your- pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, which in itself is like, uh, you know, no mean feat because, you know, having to think about and stretch yourself across two businesses Mm -hmm. is not an easy thing to do. But then COVID hits, COVID Mm -hmm. hits, because, and I'm sure that that would have upended a lot of your plans and what you were thinking of doing with this, with this new business, even your old one, but let's focus on your new one. So can you talk us through what were some um, internal struggles that kind of came up for you in that time uh, when you were like, oh, my gosh, this thing is happening. How am I going to have to readjust, readjust to this? Oh, boy. I just if I'm being completely honest and I'm not holding back one bit when I say this, the pandemic almost did me in. That was mm-hmm. the closest I've ever been to quitting in my life as, as an entrepreneur. And I don't. I don't say that lightly. I really am being completely honest when I say that because, you know, you're moving along at breakneck speed, working on all these new things. And then all of a sudden the bottom gets ripped out from under you. You know, you just literally feel like the carpet's being pulled out from under you. And everywhere you look, you're hearing about how dangerous it, how dangerous it is to go to a gym and work out. Well, that's what I do. So, you know, you start questioning, first of all, why is this happening? What is wrong with this messaging here? Of course, everyone needs to be working out. It's the best thing for them. They need to be taking care of themselves. And yeah. you find yourselves in this, you find yourself in this battle with, you know, what's what is the appropriate way to say this, but at the same time still be authentically me? Because people were terrified. I mean, to 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 to, you know, almost three years ago, people didn't know what to think. Nobody knew what to think. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know three or four months from, from them, what things were going to look like. And for me, 80% of my business went out the window. 80% of all of it went out the window. So I really had to spend some real quality time with myself and ask myself, what did I really want now? And I really believe now that we're, you know, more, more or less on the other side. Um, for me, it was really thinking and, and really starting from ground zero. And the story I like to tell now is that I had to go back and find that version of myself that started out that first year where I didn't believe I could fail. Mm-hmm. Go back and find her again because she was buried really deep inside because I had gotten busy doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Found that version of myself, I realized I could have fun in my business again because it was, I said, look, I've been here before I've started over, but before I could start over again. But at this point, it felt really good. Yeah. So what happened? How did you how did you get through that period and how did you come back even bigger and better than well, ever? Well, 
you know, I really feel like there was a part of me that just, you know, as much as I was working on building a new business and I was still trying to nurture what I had created for all of these years. So I had these two arms in my business that I was trying to work with. And for me, the big lesson was I had to learn to become comfortable again with the challenge. You know, your biggest challenge is always your biggest opportunity. And, you know, I didn't want to believe that because it wasn't happening on my time. You know, entrepreneurs, we get used to making decisions. We get used to making choices. We get used to saying, I'm going to do this because it's what I want and this is the right timing. And sometimes the right timing necessarily isn't what we think is the right timing. Sometimes the right timing shows up in something not working out. And that in and of itself is the lesson for us to move over here and move in the different directions. So for me, it was finding that version of myself that started over, um, really digging deep on what did I really want this to look like? And instead of thinking about all the reasons why things were going wrong, you know, because for a long time, it felt like everything was going wrong. But then I was like, okay, well, you know what? I get, a, I get a unique opportunity here to rebrand myself, and that's exactly what I did. So I had to dig deep and recreate a, what I like to call a belief plan. It's something that I do with every program, every launch, every offering that I do, and really had to feed that feeling again because the energy that we bring to what we do is what makes people buy. It's not necessarily the product. It's not necessarily our message. It's the energy that we bring to all that is what gets people to say yes. And I had to go back and find that again. And once I did, I've never looked back. Last year, and as a matter of fact, last year, I had the best year I've ever had in business in 25 years. Last year. Amazing. Wow. And so what is the secret sauce? Like if you were to kind of break it down for people, and I don't know if it's even possible, but if you if people are like, oh my gosh, I love that. Yes. How do I find that energy? Because I find a lot of times that, and, and this may be, you know, how I do it. It's like, but sometimes you just have to like convince, convince, like tell your body, your mind that this is, you know, this is the, the energy you have to bring. But is there, is there something more different, less to it that how do you, how do you actually create that energy for yourself? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I, and I, now that I've been through it, I feel like I'm in a unique position where I can actually watch a lot of entrepreneurs go through, go through what I went through. Mm-hmm. Because how many times, if we're being honest in our business, do we have to literally reinvent ourselves? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone out there with the exception of the restaurant and hospitality industry, I don't think there was an industry hit harder than the health and fitness and wellness industry during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I'm, I'm speaking very broadly when I say that I'm not speaking just about fitness in general, but I feel like for so many people, we get wrapped in all the action steps and all the hustle steps. And we got to do this and we got to do that. And that, that is exactly what feeds the energy that is not going to allow people to say yes. So for me, it was really an, an exercise in dialing in so much more to my mindset and really strengthening that. And instead of looking at it as why is all this so bad and why is all this happening the way that it's happening and focusing on that, I had to focus on the good stuff. I had to really focus on what was great about what I was creating again. That's how you create the energy that gets people to say yes. Mm, love that. Such a, and I, mean, um, and I mean, too, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just had this other thought that I thought might be helpful. I mean, think about it. When you're going to buy a car or a house, what really turns you off? It's that energy that you got to buy today, right? It's that energy you got to say yes. And, oh, before I get you off the phone, we got to go ahead and say yes because we got to go ahead and get started. People don't like that. I know I don't like that. 
So, you know, we have to be confident enough that what is happening is happening for us. It's not happening because of us or against us or to us. It's always happening for us. And I guess I really quite understand what that meant until I went through what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what I was going to say was, um, you know, it sounds almost too simple, but I think that's right. Right. Like, you know, that, (laughs) um, yeah. So, that, that was all I was going to say. So anyway, that, so I'm glad that you interrupted me because I think that your your point about, yeah, you know, people don't want to have to make that because I know when I get overwhelmed like that, I just don't make a decision. That's what we do, right? When we're kind of like being pressured or being put on the spot, you just, your default is like, oh, or right. you, make a, you make a decision. Well, a, confused, a confused or an overwhelmed buyer doesn't make a decision. Exactly. They just don't buy. They say, what are they saying? I'm going to think about it. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know yet or whatever, which really isn't the case 90% of the time. It's usually something else. But yeah. if, if we're really skilled at what we do and we're really good at what we do, then we have to believe enough in what we're doing that we can detach ourselves from the possibility that they still might say no, but at least we're going to walk away with more clarity and we're going to have a better idea of how to approach that next person. Yes, definitely. Okay, so I do want to transition and talk about um, because obviously you had to go completely online. I mean, your you know your previous business, as you said, eight percent gone, um, and you you had to make a pivot. You you have this second, you have you know multiple businesses all online. So let's talk about now how you actually grew your businesses. You said you had the best year last year. I did. How mm-hmm. did you actually market it and grow your businesses online? Well, a couple things. I had to literally go back and look at all what my, all of what my messaging was saying. And I had to because I always think that we have an opportunity to be even more clear with our messaging. We think we're being so clear because we talk about it all the time. We say the same things. You know, we get our talking points down and we think we're being so clear and why isn't everybody else getting it, you know? But I always think there's an opportunity where we can go a little bit deeper. And this is where innovation really comes in because innovation is what, but to really dial in and focus on what it is that we're really good at, what is it we're really excited about, and what is it that we're put on this earth to do. And that's is what makes us unique and different. So I, you know, I really focused on that. I thought, okay, what is really different about what I do versus all of the other health and fitness people out here? What is it that I can talk about that nobody else is talking about? And how can I fill a need? What is it that people really want? And how can I fill a need so that I can separate myself. What are people asking for right now? These are all opportunities, I think, regardless of what you do, that you can look at your messaging for that. The second thing I did was I really dialed down on a strategy to broaden my audience online. So I started working my existing network. I came up with kind of a unique strategy to network using social media. I started partnering with people that shared my ideal client and people who I thought whose audience I would like to get in front of. And like podcasting, for example, was one of the things I started doing. I started my show. It'll be three years in August that I've had my show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that we have to be willing to ask ourselves, what else can we be doing that really aligns with what, that, what we do and who we're talking to? Um, the last thing I did was I focused on the experience that I wanted my clients to have. And I started really talking about that more rather than talking about all the reasons why people needed to do it. I started really trying to connect to what was so unique 
different? And why is this experience going to be so amazing? And those were the three things that I really focused on when I went online and everything just went from there. Yeah, I love that. Wow. So, um, so Jay, I get, I get this right. You, you, so you sell your podcast and is that podcast, was that to get clients or was that to um, get to, you know, collaborate essentially? Well, actually, I started my podcast because and eventually I want to have my own radio show. I mean, that's that's been a dream of mine for a long time. So I started my podcast with the thought with the thought that this was going to help lead to that. But the main the other reason why I did it was is to help expand my audience and broaden my audience and to be able to form more collaborative partnerships because I felt like podcasting and radio is what really reaches more people in general. And I mean, what industry growing more than anything right now is podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are millions of shows out there and people are, people love them because you can literally listen to them no matter what time of day it is, no matter what you're doing. Um, it's just a really unique way, I think, to communicate your message and people really get a feel for who you are and what your energy is too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Now, is there anything different that you're looking to do in your marketing going forward to, um, you know, in the, let's say in the next 12 months, is there anything different you're looking to do? Uh, well, is there anything different that I'm looking to do? Can you be more specific? Yeah, where are you going to be investing for growth in your marketing over the next the next year? Oh, okay. Probably. Um, well, I'm going to continue to grow my podcast because I have a, a team. I have a specific person on my team that's assigned now to helping me market and grow my show. In terms of not only helping me have guests on, but helping to get me on more shows as well. Um, the other thing I'm going to be doing is really expanding more in generally speaking, in the health and fitness and wellness space, because I feel like now it's 2022 and the world is changing at breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. Um, really never been a more important time for our entire industry to really be positioned to be the difference maker. So I feel like for me, my biggest opportunity this year and where I'm going to be in- investing a lot of time and resources is how can I be, how can I get myself in front of more of this audience, whether it's a single mom and pop shop, okay, if you will, um, or it's a chain of health clubs, or it's a company that wants to implement a health and fitness program online for their employees. I feel like with my, with what my strengths and innovation, I feel like all of that, there's so much room for growth as far as that goes. That's really where my focus is going to be this year and in helping to provide my clients with amazing experiences in the form of retreats. Because right now, people want to be getting together. You know, people want to be connecting with other people. Yes. Two areas is where my growth is going to be this year. Amazing. I love that. Um, and so thank you. This has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. So if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, mm-hmm. where's the best place for them to go? The best place or probably two places, well, three places, if I'm being honest, where they can go. They can go to my website at cufitness.com um, and they can click the contact us, reach out to me. I'd be happy to offer a 20-minute strategy session to anybody complimentary um, that's listening um, on the show. If anybody your folks want, want to take advantage of that, I'm happy to talk with them. The other place is to come over and join me on Facebook in my Innovate and Grow for Fitness and Wellness Entrepreneurs. Um, just because I feel like we have such a unique opportunity to relation ourselves for the greater good in general, for the for, you know worldwide, we have such an opportunity now to position ourselves as what is really going to be the difference maker for everybody in terms of having a life that they want. And then the last place that people can find me, I would encourage them to go and check out my podcast, The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We're on 
16 different platforms. You can also listen to my show on my website as well. Um, there's a player right there with the latest episode. Um, and I would love for people to leave me a review if they want to screenshot it and send it to me. I've got a small gift I can always send as a token of my appreciation. Um, my mission is just to get my message out more and to keep talking about this because these are the issues that I think are really going to matter the most over the next five and even 10 years. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So we will leave those links in the show notes. Thank you, Alison, so much for joining us and sharing your journey um, and your experience with us. And for everyone else, if you love this episode, uh, please do leave us a review. As Alison said, they are extremely, extremely Mm -hmm. valuable for us podcasters. Uh, And follow us, share it with your friends, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.